Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast with Neil D'Souza. I'm your host, and we've got a great conversation for you. And the full interview is available on our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel, where you can watch more amazing content to build wealth. On today's show, we are talking about how we're all living busy lives, and many of us find that the first thing to suffer is passion, romance, and sex in our marriages. And so our guest today, we talk about a couple of things. We talk about keeping an active sex life and making sure that you can communicate about your deepest sexual desires. Our guest today is an author, speaker, and marriage strategist, and he and his wife have created Denali LLC, where they really try to bring in passion for people and make it very transparent about how they can improve their marriages. On today's show, Oliver Marcel. The the word S-E-X, the word sex, really gets into a whole lot of different areas for people. And, you know, they're not sure exactly where to take it. Where do you get it? Where do you get information from? Do you get it from your friends? Do you get it from movies, TV, podcasts? And and then, of course, there's that internal voice, especially for guys as it pertains to uh, testosterone. Uh, There's a whole lot of other voices that come into it as well. So... um, he, you know, I, I didn't have an agenda for where this conversation was going to go or where we should start. But what but we we sort of touched on it in our last interview. Mm-hmm. And that was just to talk about there's so much confusion around this topic. Um, and but some of the some of the uh, deepest questions that people will ask is, where does that relate to to marriage? Right. Like. Hey, I can have sex now. What's the importance of there's always that question of what's the importance of marriage if we're already living together, we're already having sex with, you know, so finding a correlation there. Do you see a correlation there between sex and marriage? I, I do. Now, now some of that obviously is going to be um, what's the right word influenced. I'll use that word. Some of it is going yeah. to be influenced by my belief system. Some of it is actually influenced by just how our minds and bodies operate. Right. And so I have couples that I that I have had as clients that they live together and they're not married. And and the thing with that is when you live together and you're not married, can your relationship work? Absolutely. Because there are certain components of a relationship that are necessary in order for a relationship to thrive. And if those components are necessary, your relationship is going to thrive, right? The difference, however, is that there is a covenant component and I'm not going to get religious on folks. So don't, don't get scared away. Don't don't get scared away. I am a man of faith. Now I, I, I unashamed about that, but there is a, there is a covenant component to being married that takes your relationship to a different level. Mm. So when, when I'm living with someone, I have some options that aren't necessarily viable options in a covenant kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. So when I covenant with my wife that I'm going to be with you till death do us part, 
I'm essentially saying that I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. Yeah. In sickness and in health, we talk about all the ups and downs, the highs and lows, which we don't ever follow, by the way, because when the lows come, we we're real quick to run. Right. Right. But but here's the thing. Hold on. Let me do this real quick because we don't want our phone. We don't want the phone to die. Let me plug that. Yeah. In. So so and so that's the that's the difference. Right. So you can live with somebody. You can live as a married person. You can have all the benefits of being married. But it mentally, even if you're unaware of it, even if you don't acknowledge it mentally, there is something that disconnects you from the reality that this is forever. You may not. You, and listen, people will fight me on that because they don't think that way. I didn't think that way. I can tell you that from mm -hmm. right now. My wife and I lived together for a little while before we got married. But in hindsight, if I were to look back. It gave me the freedom to do certain things, even if I didn't take that liberty. Mm. Whereas in this covenant relationship that I'm in, the I the mindset that I that I have established in this relationship doesn't allow for those things. Now, does that work for everybody? No, it's not. A, it's not an exact science across the board because there are people who are in covenanted relationships that are still, you know, trying to build a back door to get out mm -hmm. of it. So some mm -hmm. of it is not necessarily just about the covenant, but a lot of it is also about the person. And at some point you have to decide, hey, am I willing to make this level of commitment or am I not willing to make this level of commitment? And then yeah. there's you got to you got to deal with whatever aligns with that. Whatever the consequences and I'm using that word for shock value, but whatever the things are, <laughs> that, you know, whatever, whatever comes with your decision, you have to be prepared to to live with that okay well, let, let's step back for one second mm -hmm. from from that let's step back and go and look at it slightly differently what would you say is the number one problem that people have when we talk about when they talk about sex or that you encounter when you're talking with people when it comes to sex what's the the number one mm. problem that you hear and deal with I'd say probably the number one issue that we see as it relates to sex is something that's categorized as desire discrepancy. Ooh, desire discrepancy. Yeah. Tell we, me. So that's not a that's not a term I coined. I, I, I give credit to a sex therapist. That's a great friend of mine in Virginia yeah. um, who coined that term because it's something my wife and I experienced as well. And are, are we talking are we talking about like. My wife takes off her shirt. I get really excited. I take off my shirt and she's like, nah. she's no, but discrepancy. That, no, but that is a discrepancy that we see. OK, this, OK. This, what I'm talking about is where there's one spouse who who just wants it way more than the other. So you have okay. one spouse who is like, man, we need to we need to we need to have sex every day of the week. And you yeah. have the other spouse who's like, ah, you know, I'm good with once a week. And right. so we see we see some issues that arise out of that. Right. Because right. the, the high drive spouse sometimes does not have the capacity or has hasn't developed the capacity to be compassionate enough to either meet them halfway or to even understand why their their spouse is the low drive spouse. They just right. get re, they just get resentful. Oh, my needs are not being met. Oh, they don't care about me. They're not paying any attention to me. And that causes a level of conflict that grow that that lengthens broadens the desired discrepancy because once you start fighting now you're really like oh well you know once a week okay how about once a month jack 
because <laughs> I don't even like you right now because we're, we're, we're fighting over that. And so that's one of the main things that we see as it relates to, uh, to sex in the relationship yeah. is getting over that. And, and now trying to figure out, okay, how do I meet this person's needs as a low drive yeah. spouse? What yeah. even is the reason why they're the low drive spouse? Like even, you know, figuring that out. So, so number one, I mean, what, what you're saying, uh, you're right. I've heard that one uh, a bunch of times. And typically what we see when you're talking about the difference between high drive and low drive, mm -hmm. typically you're going to see uh, it's going to be the dude. It's going to be the guy that usually has this high drive. I mean, reality being reality, testosterone usually is going to kick in mm -hmm. um, for women that are listening, you know, and you don't get it. It's like uh, shoving electricity through a, a guy's veins and, uh, yeah. and uh, through his brain. And, um, and, but instead of it hurting, it completely pushes us in the direction <laughs> right. of sex. So typically, typically that drive. Yeah. Here, you, you know, what's funny, men. you know, what's funny, yeah. Neil, I'm, I'm starting to see more and more it being flipped. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is very interesting to me because yes. it, for a very long time, and I don't know if it's just that women are now becoming more vocal about it or if it's actually flipping, right? Because for a long time, with when it com comes to desire discrepancy, you could probably bank on the fact that it was the guy who wanted sex more. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm beginning to see a lot more women who are like, man, this guy's not paying attention to me, man. I'm trying to jump his bones every day. And he's like, you know, playing video games or reading the paper. <laughs> like, what is going on right now? <laughs> on, on, be, on behalf of uh, the rest of us, uh, definitely on behalf of myself, um, we just want all the guys that are in that type of situation where your wife always wants to jump your bones. Uh, we just want to let you know that we hate you. So. Um, yeah, just right. just understand understand that that's a blessing, right? Just take the blessing, like you know, you might have to eat that. Like, just take the blessing. <laughs> no, no pun intended, no or pun maybe intended, pun right. intended. <laughs> um, yeah. We we might go a little offside on today's show. Um, right, right, right. You know, we right. are right. talking about sex, so <laughs> if you've got questions, uh, TikTok, you know, guys, please uh, chime in. Let Absolutely. us know what your questions might be. We, uh, we, we'd we love them. Yeah, bu and, buckle, uh, buckle up for the conversation. That's right. Buckle up. <laughs> um, it, it's not going to be PG here. So, um, okay. So, granted, we've got, typically, you've got men that are going to be the high drive. Mm -hmm. um, women are typically low drive. But we're, you're seeing that flip. And I've got an assumption on that. Strictly assumption. I got no science behind it, but mm -hmm. uh, my assumption is that we've we've seen shift culturally, and um, and I think that cultural shift is what we're what we're seeing play out, and that is that um, more and more women are now looking to connect because we know by and large women are looking for connection right. uh, through. Um, relationally and um, guys are looking for connection uh, physically and sexually. And so I think a lot more of what I'm seeing, this is strictly an assumption mm -hmm. is that that's switching and women are, are seeing it. Hey, I can get that connection relationally this way. 
Right. And any thoughts on that? That's that's what it's looking like. But you know, I I'm not on the uh, I'm not on the ground level there, so I I can't well, speak I, to that. So I I'll tell you just from my experience with the couples that we work with, I yeah. I believe that it's there's there's more there's more talk about it now. So if you think about if you think about our generation, or at least I, I'll speak for myself, I don't remember ever having a conversation about sex with my father ever. My wife is the same. I can probably vouch for her that she doesn't remember having a conversation with her mother about sex. So I believe that because the conversation is now becoming more accepted and the conversation is now there's still a taboo element to it. But I think because that taboo element is now beginning to shift a little bit, people are more willing to speak up because you had couples who would be going through some kind of scenario, but because they didn't feel like they could talk about it, they just suppressed it. Now I feel like people are not suppressing it anymore. And, and folks are like, wait a minute, I do have these desires and I do want to see them fulfilled. And I do see the importance of it. And I understand now the benefit that it has on to our relationship. So bring it on, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm seeing a little bit more of that as it relates to um, the conversation just coming to the forefront around yeah. sex. Well, I, I think there's also something valid to say about, you know, our generation, uh, that, that time there's this entire topic would have been censored. I, oh, I yeah, mean, absolutely. Yeah, like we who's getting who? We wouldn't be able yeah, to. You, even if you wanted to have a podcast about it, I think the only, I only ever heard one person talk about it on the radio, and that was uh, Doctor Ruth. Doctor Ruth, that old that old lady, right? And yep. Doctor Ruth, and uh, everyone like, oh my goodness, that was Doctor mm -hmm. Ruth was going to talk to you about yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, and it was crazy. You couldn't believe that someone was going to talk about sex on the radio. So, so the we fast forward. We're, here we are. People are talking about it more than ever. Mm -hmm. um it you know there's a problem between one partner has a high drive the other has uh, a lower drive not necessarily a low drive just lower mm -hmm. uh, to the to the person that's high yep. and uh, that has that high drive and you're and they're trying to work through that dynamic and what you're saying is it has a lot to do with uh compassion grace mercy something like that in between between the two understanding yeah. that one is in one place and the other yeah. um, is there. Yeah. Most people aren't having the conversation right. and that's what I'm realizing. Most people aren't even having the conversation. So we get a couple in front of us and they're going through a period of time where they're having conflict around desire discrepancy. Right. Yeah. The first question I'll always ask them is, have you talked about it? Yeah. <clears throat> well, nah, not really, you know, just, I just let him do his thing or I just give in or I just ignore him or I. OK, OK, her. wait, wait, wait. Hey, hang on there, Oliver. How, how does the how does that conversation come up? First of all, how does what conversation come up? So, yeah. So does um, does he just come right out and go, you know, I I want more sex or does it come off of something else? Well, tip, typically, here's how to come about. OK, one of them will talk about they'll use different words. They won't say sex in the beginning. Yeah. So so the wife may say, man, I'm just I'm just I need 
just I need more affection or I need more intimacy. You know, right. our intimacy is lacking or something like that. Right. Yeah. And that can be very broad. Right. That could be yeah. anything from spiritual, experiential intimacy all the way to sexual intimacy. But yes. they don't put a label on it. So what yeah. I end up doing is I start doing some digging. Right. I start asking some probing questions. Yeah. And eventually it get that's what brings it out. And so once it comes out, then typically the guy is like, well, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's not really, you know, happening. They still won't say they did kind of, you know, right. tiptoe around it. Well, you know, it's, it's He's not like right. I took you. I took you to right. uh, the dinner <laughs> the other night. Right. I brought you some flowers. And, it, and then what really happened? Happening. Right. It's not really happening yeah. the way that I want it to happen. And so I always yeah. ask them the question, have you talked about it? I can tell you definitively nine and a half times out of 10, the answer is no. Mm. And because but Oliver, I told her I wanted, you know, after dinner, I told her that I was, you know. Yep. And, and that happens. That happens. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I did this. I did this. I did that. But what comes out of that conversation is, are those are those things that you did? Are those actually the things that your spouse are they? Are they important emotional needs for your spouse? Or are mm. you doing things that you feel like are the right things to do yeah. that would give you the ROI that you're looking for? And often they're like, well, yeah, I did this. I did that. I did that. And then the spouse is like, yeah, but, you know, I had I had I had somebody tell me the other day they were like, yeah, but, you know, I just wanted you to hold me. Mm. OK, well, did you did you say that? Did you say it? Well, no, I didn't say that. I just, I just assumed, you know, you should already know that. No, hold on, hold on. You don't do that at work. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't understand something or if you're not sure about something, you don't just wing it. Well, maybe you do, but you don't last in that job too long, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's the yeah. Same, it's the same thing with sex. You gotta have those conversations. Hey, what do you like? What are the things that turn you on? What are the things that turn you off? What are the things, what, what, what love language do I need to speak that gets you in that place? Yeah. You know, what are the things? That, and I, I, I'm specific. I'm yeah. specific. I had a couple, I had a couple last week where I was like, listen, she, she said, I need more affection and I need more romance. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, those are two umbrella words. Like that could mean yeah. anything. Right. So had, yeah, absolutely. Had, yeah. I had them in the session, break that down. I'm quick to ask people, what does that what, mean? What does affection mean? What does what romance look like? look like to you? Exactly. And so yeah. I, I kept pushing and pushing and they started coming up with stuff. Well, I want you to tell me that I look sexy. I want you to, you know, when you see me in the kitchen, I want you to slap me on the butt. I want you. And I'm like, OK, give me some tangible stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. now, you know, and now the other the spouse has some tangible stuff that they can now begin to do. Yeah. And as you begin to do those things, as you begin to say those things, you get the res the desired result yeah. because it's cause and effect. If I know that my wife is turned on by me rubbing her back. Why would I not do that? Right. Because now right. I get the desired result. Right. And so now you skip the guesswork. You yeah. skip the trial and error. Well, I tried something and you ain't respond. So da 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 da. forget about it. Now you don't you skip all that because you know because you had the conversation. Okay, so I I want to just point out for the high drive partners that are listening right now, it, you're listening. This is some gold that we're dropping that Oliver is sharing with you right now, <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, but we're going to be talking to most of the dudes out here because <laughs> most of you guys That's are going to miss this part. Yeah. Listen, 
up for those of you with high drive. And so what I just heard you talk about, Oliver, was, hey, you ask the question. Don't 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 buy into that romance is somehow uh, some mystery out there and you're supposed to wander through the dark. Yep. Ask the question. And now we know that that how we ask the question usually is is uh part of the issue absolutely um, without a doubt but but guys high drive partners uh do not turn off the moment you hear the one solution because i i know that oliver just talked about rubbing the back or you know mm -hmm. flowers or something like that and i know for a fact that um that is not what romance looks like to a whole number of Exactly. Women, specifically the one I'm married to. So, um, yeah. okay. So, so talk to us a little bit more about how do you even have that conversation? Because as a as a dude, mm -hmm. that is so awkward. It is. Um, you're right. Like, because somehow I'm supposed to be the one that knows. Mm -hmm. um, I'm supposed to be uh, the, uh, you know, Mister Loverman. I'm supposed to be the romantic and be able to figure all of that out well if he really loved me he would know if he really knew I, man, me right so i hear that so often how do you how do you have that conversation and keep your dignity intact so for different people it's going to work different ways right you have okay. to know you have to know your mate and you have to know hopefully you're you're working on learning your mate so you understand timing and you understand tone and you understand the temperature of the room or the or the day so that you know when to bring up certain things and when not to bring up certain things i've seen a whole spectrum of things i've seen people who are able to have that conversation very easily in the afterglow moment so after mm -hmm. sex has just happened they're able to actually have a conversation that says hey man i i really enjoyed that man that was great man you are you are outstanding. You need to keep doing that, what you did just mm -hmm. now. And sometimes that's how the conversation comes about. And you learn some things, right? You need to keep doing that. Or, or you know what? We tried this and it, it, it didn't really work that well. It kind of hurt a little bit. Maybe try this next time or something like that. So some people mm. have it in the afterglow conversation and that works for them. Some people, they can just bring it up in conversation. I'll give you an example like for, for with us, myself and my wife. How that conversation often happens is like we're watching a TV show or watching a movie. And some guy will do something and, I, and I'll turn to her jokingly and be like, oh, so that's what you want. <laughs> and so for us, that's how the, it comes out of humor for us. Right. Right. You right. have to know you got to know your mate and you got to know mm -hmm. like what is the thing that, you know, what is the time that you can bring that up? What is yeah. the comfort level? Is it over dinner and a glass of wine where you're already feeling, you know, kind of good about the about the moment? And then you can talk about that. Can you use examples? Can you uh, use humor like we do? And so it you you kind of have to it's some trial and error involved. Right. Especially for those who have are not used to talking about sex, those who mm -hmm. are not used to having that conversation about likes and dislikes and that kind of stuff. It, it It's going to be some trial and error. And it may start yeah. with it may start with this simple question. What do you need from me? Mm. And then let the person, even if they can't respond right then, let them think about it. What do you need from me in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom? Because sometimes it's yeah. not just about sex. Sometimes it's about what do you need from me? And the person is like, man, I just need you to 
help me out with the kids and that'll give me some time, free me up some time to to shower and feel nice and smell good and and feel good about it. And I'm I'll be ready to go. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even that. Right. So you just got to be willing to, to do some trial and error and you just got to be willing to ask that question. What do you need from me? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, for myself, I can say that finding the right time is the worst thing to, <laughs> to try to do. It is. Um, but there it's is, also, I won't lie. It's difficult. Yeah. But then there's also something about, okay, just being able to, now we're talking in the context of, of an actual relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got some type of relationship and you care to know right. the these answers. That's if key. you don't care, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. You, you can scroll on. But yeah, um, if you don't care to know, if you don't care to know the answers, it's going yeah. to be very evident in your sexual experience. Yeah. Yeah. But we're it's talking from a standpoint, you care and you want to make a difference you want to see something transform inside right. your relationship yep okay if that's what you want then here's the opportunity yeah hey hun uh can i ask you a weird question or you know i i'm i want to ask you something i don't know exactly how to bring it up uh, yep. and sure i'm trying to you know i saw this podcast or i read this <laughs> book i don't care whatever right right hey I'm, right. I'm just trying to understand uh, a little bit more, you know, what does r- romance mean to you? Like when you think about it, hey, or, you know, what is what is sex? I don't want to assume I, I know we've been doing this stuff and yep. but I don't want to assume. A- and you won't hurt my feelings. Can you say something about this? What you think? And and then let them answer. You did something key just now. <clears throat> you did something key just now because. So let's say, for example, the couple is not used to talking about sex because there are yeah. some couples that are very free. They're very able to talk about yeah. it. No problem. Let's yeah. say it's a couple that's not used to talking about sex. Right. You don't want to just jump in and be like, hey, you know, how do you like, you know, you know, you know, how was that? You know, describe yeah. how we do this and what what's the position you like and that kind of thing. Do you like right? that? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So you did something key. You started with something I call a, a soft start. Yeah. You said, what does romance mean to you? Mm-hmm. That's a soft start because that's yeah. something for the person who's not used to talking about sex. They can talk about that. What does romance mean? OK, romance is, you know, when you curl up, a, you know, on the couch with me or when you do. Right. So you yeah. can yeah. start there and then move. And start making way. mental notes as they're talking. Right. Exactly. Like and then move your way. Or it could be yeah. something like this. Here's another soft start. Man, you know what? That dress you wore the other day or that suit you had on the other day. That was doing something for me. Mm, yeah. I, need you, I need you to keep dressing like that. Or like I told I, I give you a great example. My wife had on a pair of leggings the other day. I was like, uh, babe, I'm gonna need you to get those in every color. Like immediately. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And so and that's yeah. a soft start, right? Because now yeah. what you're doing in a sense is is expressing what is visually appealing to you. Mm-hmm. So without me saying, hey, you know what? You're super sexy in that. And man, I get so horny when I see you in those things. I didn't have to say all that. I was just like, hey, babe, I'm gonna need you to get those in every color because I like yeah. what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Right. So now she yeah. knows, oh, okay. I want to get I want to get this guy's 
blood boiling a little bit. Let me go on and get get some of these. Right. And so you can start there for the person who isn't really used to talking about sex. And then as you with anything, as you get more comfortable, you you add more. Right. So you can get all the way. You can get comfortable all the way up to the point where you're like, hey, you know what? You can have that afterglow, afterglow conversation. Hey, you know, did you like when I did this or did you like when I said this or, you know, that kind of thing? You can have that conversation because you started with those soft starts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, one of the things that you're bringing up for me is um, is realizing that those can change. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Because they you know, will been, change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost guaranteed, if not guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Okay, I'll it set it right change. here. You heard it. It will change. It will. And and I can tell you for a fact that I rem I remember when I first found out the secret to to be able to flip that switch and and get her going. Mm -hmm. I and I found out that the way there was if I had the kitchen swept counters clean dishes everything was good to go and she'd come home she was ready to go that night like clockwork right we were good and uh, so when i found that out i thought i found the cheat code <laughs> I, I was like oh my goodness and then uh guys listen to this because if this has ever happened happened to you and then it's it didn't work something happened and i was like wow. what is going on wow um and I couldn't figure it out. And then one one day I was like, okay, I'm going to go all the way out. You know, she comes home and here you spend some time with the kids. And no, 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 I got everything ready. I had supper. Everything was ready to go. And mm -hmm. uh, the kitchen was clean. And she's, you know, can I help you? I was like, no, 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 you stay with the kids. And, and we're going like this. And then she starts getting upset with me. And I'm like, what? is going on and i lost it and mm. i was like do you know that every that any other woman would love it if their husband was oh boy <laughs> and then and i stopped right there and i went any other woman okay hang on a second and she was like what i was like no hang on a second <laughs> i literally <laughs> hang on and i was like Oh, but hang on. I've got a different one. And I stopped and I was like, oh, hang on a second. My wife loves doing dishes. Mm. And I've been doing this in a row. And this, this is going to sound crazy. And you can say something to this, please. She she actually then said, uh, I then realized she's feeling like there's something that she's not doing, that she's feeling guilty. Mm, okay yeah right mm -hmm. there's some motherly instinct in there about okay. being a the a house you, you know a housekeeper maker whatever that term is there was something in there and we ended up having the conversation later on and uh she initially said no about two days later she came back and said yes yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was in fact the case but can you say something about that about the the uh the lock changing yeah, it, it does, because here and there's a lot of factors. Right. And mm -hmm. and that's why what you did is so important. When you had the conversation, you were able to learn some things about each other. Right. Because your motives were fantastic. Right. But because of what she was thinking and what she 
what she attaches to her role and the importance of her role, because that was attached to that. And you were taking a piece of that away from her. Now, in her mind, that's a disconnect. Yeah. And once you're yeah. disconnected mentally, it's tough to connect physically if you're disconnected mentally. That only happens in college. Like folks, like after you get out of your twenty after you get out of your twenties, there it, there's not a whole lot of just having sex for the sake of having sex. You don't have no feelings, you don't have no I'm just trying to blow off steam kind of thing. Like after a while, especially in a committed relationship, there is some very significant uh pathways between how you feel mentally around intimacy and around your role and around acknowledgement and validation and what happens in the bedroom. There's significant like <laughs> mashup there. Right. Yeah. So it changed. So that's one way. The other way is just simply through age. Like a as you get older, just your wants and desires around sex can change just because you're getting older and not older. Like it's like a bad thing, but just, you just, there's just something else you you want to explore, something else that you are looking for or something else that happened one time, you know, three months ago. And you're like, wait a minute, I think I need that to happen more often. Like, I never mm -hmm. knew I was even into that, you know. And so there's so many so many factors that can change what your desires are in the bedroom. And that's why conversation is so important. That's why conversation is so it's so important. Like you'll have you you'll have uh, there's a couple. I'll give you an example. There's a couple who they never talked dirty, so to speak. And I'm not talking about like just vile nonsense, but they never had like this. Oh, do you like that? OK, talk, you know, whatever, like in the midst of intercourse. Right. It happened one day and the wife was like, wait a minute. Uh, that took me to the moon like we gotta you gotta start saying that more often and never knew like it had been years and that hadn't taken place right so there's so many factors that yeah. change how you view sex and and what your desires are around sex there's certain things that you may have loved to do you know in your 30s that you're like man that like that's not physically possible for me anymore yeah. like you can't yeah. bend me over backwards anymore like my back hurts so we need to try <laughs> different positions you know and you need to know those kinds of things right and and i mean i'm being funny but i'm real i'm being for real like that's that's yeah. a real thing you know what i mean so yeah. and so that so having that conversation is so important to you understanding your spouse in a way that allows you to meet their needs and as you meet their needs, especially the most important emotional needs, right? It's it's said that when you meet your most important, your spouse's most important emotional needs or anybody, the person whose needs are being met, they tend to fall in love with the person meeting those needs. So I'm not talking about just like I need you to cook me dinner and I need you to fold laundry, not that kind of stuff. I'm talking about those needs that speak to deep to the psychological, emotional, spiritual, and physical inner being. When you meet those needs, like you are, you are like, first, I'll give you an example. There's some people that have a very deep need for acknowledgement and validation. They want to be seen. And when you see them, they just thrive. They open up. 
you see a whole different side of them when they feel seen and heard and acknowledged and validated. So you meet that need. You understand that that's a need for your spouse and you meet that need. You will reap the benefits of that every time. Now, head over to our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel to get the full interview.